Hey everyone, this is Gavin. Hey everybody, this is Todd. And I'm Craig. Hey everyone, welcome to the Majors Mess Hall podcast, episode 126. My name is Gavin, and I'm the host. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Todd and Craig. What's up, people? Hey. Oh, God. I mean, Craig, what's up, mate? Nothing. We go through this every single time we record. You just sound <laughs> like you're at the end of your life. Well, I can never be asked. You should know that. <laughs> Okay, so anyway. Every Friday night, past four, three weeks. What, we've been recording every Friday night? Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's kind true. of a break. Well, well, okay, well, well it's a break. <laughs> let's, if you make this. Yeah, okay, well, um, if, let's, make this a, let's make this the last show for a couple of weeks. Let's take a few weeks off, maybe three weeks, maybe even four weeks. Let's take some fucking time off. I'm game for that. Let's enjoy the fucking nice weather. And uh, this is us going out on a bang in a way because. Um, we have a really big guest, and this is somebody we've been chasing literally for five years since we started this podcast. Five fucking years we've been doing this almost. It's literally a few months away from five years. That's incredible. That's insane. Um, it's gone so fast, and you'd expect it to be more episodes, but, I mean, really, when it's every two weeks, it's and sometimes a little bit longer than that, like, you know, it really doesn't add up that much. Like, there's not that much to show. It's a show, really. I mean, we, Well, we've been cranking them out a lot lately. I mean, yeah. you know, in years past, it was like one a month or sometimes every other month. But. Yeah. Well, since since lockdown, it's uh, it's obviously been a little bit more because we said we we're going to try and keep people entertained while they're stuck in the home and stuff. So, anyway. Absolutely. Um, our guest is um, Mike Smith, a.k.a. Bubbles from the Trailer Park Boys. Now, just to let anybody new, anybody new that's listening, it's never listened before, we are a comedy-based uh, entertainment podcast. We're not strictly a Trailer Park Boys fan podcast, but... We are all fans of the Trailer Park Boys, and that is how pretty much we um, we all became to know each other. So I'll give a very, very quick history of the podcast. So um, we started out, there was me, another guy called Scott, and uh, Craig started the podcast off um, in honor of a friend of ours who passed away. His name was Dave, but we called him, uh, he was actually, he used to work for Swearnet. He did something for them online. I can't remember the exact thing that he did, but he was something to do with the website or something, and he called himself the Major of the Swearnet Army. So we, we always just call him Major. Uh, anyway, he passed away, sadly, um, in, I think it was 2015. Yeah, I think it was 2015. Yes. Um, and uh, we we used to, the four of us used to talk together, and, uh, you know, it was it was a great chat. You know, we used to play video games together, and, and we, I mean, Major never played with us, but he used to listen to us, and, he thought we were hilarious, me, me, uh, Craig, and Scott. We just thought we were so funny. So when he passed away, we decided to start a podcast in his honor. So we called it Major's Mess Hall. And the reason for that is because Dave, a.k.a. Major, used to make videos on YouTube uh, where he was a really good cook. So he used to make his own recipes up and he'd put them out on YouTube and stuff. And he used to call those segments Major's Mess Hall. 
So we kind of took the name from that and we we just called the podcast. It's got nothing to do with the army or, or, or food or anything like that. It literally has nothing to do with that. It's just in honor of our friend <laughs> that passed away. Um, during our course of recording, we were introduced to Todd, who's now like one of my best friends. Um, and he just fit in so naturally with us. And he very quickly um, became a fourth uh, host, if you like, of the podcast. Um, since then, Scott moved on to his own podcast, which is uh, great. Wish him the best. And uh, the three of us have continued on, and that's where we are today. We've literally been tri- been chasing Mike and the other two guys, uh, Rob and JP, for years to try and get them on a podcast. They're so busy. Um, I've been asking Mike for a long time, and he's been saying, yeah, I'll do it, no problem, but he's just so busy, and it's so, diff- so difficult to tie him down. However, our last episode that we just put out, his son, who's only nine years old, Vox, um, actually came on the podcast and, and did an interview with us from his home, which is obviously Mike's home as well. Mike got him all set up, and we recorded an interview. Directly after we finished recording with Vox, I get a message on my phone asking uh, asking us, would you like to talk to Mike? And it was we didn't have anything planned. And I'm like, shit, I should have realized this, that there, <laughs> that there was a possibility that Mike was going to say, well, you know, while we've got you connected, uh, you know, you may as well talk to me. We just didn't. We didn't cross our mind. It's our fault. But um, So Mike was like, yeah, I'm free now if you guys want to talk. So we, yeah. so we jumped back on and me and, uh, me and Todd, we had a chat with Mike. And it's, uh, it's like 40 minute long, just random chat, which actually turned out really nice. I mean, normally our, our interviews are structured and, you know, we plan all our questions in advance and we actually come up with more questions than we need just to make sure that we've got enough things to talk about. And we didn't have any of that. So it was literally just like three guys in a pub having a chat and it's really cool. Um, I think it shows a really nice side of Mike that, um, you know, obviously his character is so different to how he is in person. It's difficult to uh, to know what Mike is like. I think this interview is a good example of uh, what a great guy he is. So um, we are going to go through to that interview now. And then afterwards, you're going to have more bullshit from the three of us. So uh, let's have an introduction from Craig. Craig, can you introduce this interview? Sake. What? <laughs> said fuck sake. Fuck's sake, okay. I mean, fuck's sake, like why? Oh, why? Oh, you're asking me why? Oh. Okay. Okay, so, well, first of all, we should just probably just explain very quickly. Craig never wanted to do this podcast. I've known Craig since he was, like, well, since we were, like, five years old. And he's always been the fucking same. Um, he doesn't really care about life very much. Um, he smiles often when he breaks wind, um, which is sometimes on air, sometimes not. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, Craig's never... He, Craig didn't think we'd get past episode one, so... We're on episode uh, 126 now, and he's still doing it, so it's a little bit sour, so to speak. So uh, <laughs> we're basically making him continue on with us. Um, our, our listeners love him. They think he's fantastic. And in answer, to your question, in answer to your question, Craig, why am I asking you to introduce the interview? Um, because you're such an important member of the podcast, and this is such an important interview, it seems only right that you know, the, the important and most popular member uh, is the one that does the introduction. Also, you do fuck all else, so you may as well do something with your life. <laughs> Here is the interview with Mike Smith. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on? This is Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys, and you're listening to Majors Mass Hall. <laughs> Hello. Mike, how's it going? Hey, hey, bud, how are you? Good, not too bad. We've got absolutely fuck all planned for this, so we're just going to wing it with you and just have a chat. <laughs> yeah, sure. 
Normally we have questions down and went like, nah, we'll be fine. Just a nice chat. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're good. I've been meaning to, uh, I've been meaning to come on for a while and then boxed it and I was like, ah, oh, just fuck, I might as well do it right now if you, yeah. if you guys can. He's just oh, hell yeah. Vox is just completely showing you up. I know. <laughs> I got some big, big, small shoes to fill here. <laughs> How did he do? Was he all right? He was excellent. He was really, I, I don't know if that was his first interview or not, but he, he did so well. First one ever. First interview of all time. Right there. Oh, hot damn, it's a first. That way when he gets famous, we can say we had his first interview. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. I will sign a certificate of authenticity to confirm that. <laughs> Sweet. So how are you making out with this uh, whole quarantine thing? Uh, you know, some sort of the same as everybody else. I mean... I've been going to our studio by myself a lot, and that has actually been quite enjoyable. I, I find I can get a lot more shit done when I'm by myself. Um, I mean, the whole family here has been sort of, you know, on, on lockdown the same as everybody else, but I have been going to the studio. It's just me at the studio, so, you know, once I was over there and, and made sure everything was fumigated and fucking wiped down then it sort of became my little uh my little sanctuary happy place so i've been going there a lot so like i noticed with the the podcast that you guys do it's very technical the way it's been done because it's making like it's obviously everyone's doing it from their own homes and making it seem like you're all in the same place yeah is that is that you doing all that technical stuff yes so we bought this um we bought this uh, pro broadcast equipment about like, over two years ago. It's called a new tech TriCaster. It's like quite quite pro sort of uh, broadcast equipment. And then it sat at the studio for two years. Nobody knew how to work the fucking thing. <laughs> and uh, nobody really had the time to figure it out, right? Because we were doing other shit. And then when the pandemic started and... You know, the studio sort of shut down. I was going over by myself, and I was like, I'm going to figure out how to work this fucking thing. So I got the manual out, and I started at page one. I unboxed it and <clears throat> went through the manual, started watching, you know, tutorials. I I probably spent well over 100 hours just figuring out, you know, the basics. Because I don't know anything about, like, video switchers or anything prior to this. Wow. Um, so I figured it out, and and um, yeah. So the podcast that you see that we're doing, like when we do Park After Dark, I, I ordered Rob and JP both a, a green screen and light kit, and I had it delivered to each of their houses, and then I told them, you know, just basically how to how to uh, set it up, and then <clears throat> so I bring their both their feeds into the TriCaster over Skype TX. And I key them out at the studio, and then I built I built that whole. I went out to the trailer, and I took all the pictures we needed as the backgrounds, and sort of built that whole compass thing of the trailer, you know. And it gets a little better each week. I, you know, we tweak something every week. Like, you know, at first they didn't have their earpods in, and you know, we were trying to figure out audio, and then. I think Rob was like, oh, fuck, AirPods have a microphone in them. Why aren't we wearing those? It was just little dumb things like that. <laughs> yeah. 
So it kept, you know, each week it would get a little bit better. But I mean, it's when you see it, the one we did last week, I think, was the best technical one yet. It, it looks pretty good. Like it, it's, you know. Yeah, it's, it's definitely getting better as it goes on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, you know, it's been a, it's been cool in that way, you know, that I got to finally figure out most of the, you know, the basics of the TriCaster. But yeah, it, it, you know, like when I did the thing with Vox where we did this the SpaceX launch live, <laughs> like uh, you know, normally if there was if you were going live on something, you'd have at least five or ten people in the studio running shit, you know. So when you're doing it all by yourself and you got the equipment sitting sort of in the shot, it's it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit more difficult than than I'd like it to be, but. You know, it's fun too. It's it's you know, obvious. You know, it's obvious that I'm you know I'm fucking it up and everything. But that's sort of half the, that's, <laughs> that's sort of the half humor. The fun. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, part of the beauty of it. Yeah. So, like, what's like? Is there any idea? Like, have you got any idea when you guys are going to start working together again? Because as they're slowly starting to lift restrictions, like, are you guys planning on getting together soon or? Uh, I don't know exactly. Like. Nova Scotia's doing, you know, doing pretty, pretty well with the whole COVID and the numbers and everything, but I'm still wary of, we all are, you know, we don't want to just jump back into the studio. What is this early June? I'd say, you know, in the next, next little while, I guess we'll start easing back into some stuff. Yeah. We don't yeah, really have a we don't have a date set or anything yet. We're just kind of playing it by ear. Right now, we're writing uh, season three of the animated series, and it works pretty well. Just because you know, me and Rob and JP just hop on Skype, and then you can whoever's typing can just share the screen, you know, with the script, and it's not that different than sitting in the room with each other. So it's not bad. Yeah. So with the cartoon. Um... Like, where, where do you see that going? Is, like, is season three going to be it? Or do you, like, have you not made a decision on whether you're going to continue on with that? Yeah, we don't really know yet. Um, you know, we're just kind of just kind of doing shit that makes that, you know, we're still just making ourselves laugh at this point. And as long as we're laughing, then we'll keep doing it. We've got a whole bunch of shit sort of to do where, you know, we're going to um, we're going to do season three of the animated. We've got a bunch of sort of live action episodes we built a, a jail at our, our studio like a pretty much a full-size uh jail set yeah so we've been shooting we've been shooting some live action stuff in there like you know sort of like old school trailer park boys set in jail we'd still like to do another movie too uh, uh like a feature film trailer park boys feature film because we never me and Rob and JP have never actually written any of the movies together. Yeah. Um, so we still don't feel like we've we've sort of done the best Trailer Park Boys movie that can be done yet either. So that's that's on the list of things to do as well. So if if you had to pick out of the three movies, which one has been your favorite to do? Favorite to do? I don't even remember. I don't even. Remember. <laughs> I don't really remember shooting the first one, do I? I don't. I can't even remember what the second movie's about. The first one was the Big Dirty, I think. Yeah, yeah. Stealing Change, and the last one was what? The last one was uh, Don't Legalize It. 
And oh. that was filmed in 2013, and it came out in 2014. Oh, I thought that was... Oh, yeah, don't leave. I see, I, I honestly... God, I don't even remember <laughs> what they were about. The middle one was... Uh, what was the middle one called, Todd? Countdown uh, to Liquor Day. That, there you go, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was the last one, but that was the middle one. I just... I, I remember some things about that one that I like, like the day that... <laughs> The day that we were shooting with uh, John Dunsworth up on the roof of the bank. Oh yeah, it, it was pretty. That <laughs> was pretty epic. Yeah. That was that was pretty epic with John up there hanging off the edge of the bank. Well, that was the that was the first thing that was released after I'd become a fan because I I never heard of you guys until I met Dina and I came to oh. Canada and she pre warned me. She said, "Listen, there's a show that's filmed here." I just want you to know that that's not how I live. I don't live in a trailer trailer park or anything like that. We don't we don't deal drugs. Like it's not like what. And I was like, it's fine. I haven't even seen it. And she's like, yeah, but you're gonna see it when you come over. And then one day she was working and I watched it. It was on TV and I just fell in love with it. It was so funny. And she was like, I oh, right. trust trust you to like that show. I said, no, it's, I, I love it. It's fantastic. And then and then the, the second movie came out, so I got to go and see that and. And then actually, I'm this, sure. What, I'm sure. Growing up in Liverpool, you knew some fucking clowns like those guys. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. There was actually an old TV show called Brookside, which is like kind of like Coronation Street, but it was filmed in Liverpool, and that was very much like Trailer Park Boys. Oh, right. There was on. a lot of like scallies. We call them scallies. Scallies. <laughs> like chavs, chavs. Yes, yeah, scallywags. That's it. Short for scallywag. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. scallywag. I know scallywag. Oh, That's sure. a old pirate term. For yeah, there you oh, go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, when this, when the third movie came out, I was lucky enough to to f- do a day's filming as an extra on that, and that was really cool. Nice. Um, that was it when when they did the Montreal set in Halifax along that strip there. Yeah. Um, outside the black, the, is it Split Crow? Outside the Split Crow. I, I, that was really fun. Because I'd never oh, done yeah. anything like that before, so just being part of it was really cool, and nice. yeah, it was awesome. Um, so, so this this jail series that's coming. Have you got a date for that yet? Because I'm like dying to see that one. No, uh, we don't have a date, but it'll be. Um, I don't know. We're. I mean, we're, we we want to get it out sort of asap. I think it'll be like in the fall, probably. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll be cool. I don't want to be quoted on that because it might not be, but. I mean, we're we're working on it. It it sort of got, uh, you know, a bit derailed by the pandemic. Yeah, uh, of course, yeah. Sure. You know, but uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping it'll be in the fall, probably. Now, with with the uh, obviously the, the passing of John Dunsworth, like you you guys haven't done a series. Like I mean, you've done the jail thing, but you haven't done a trailer park series since that. And um, if that if that comes about again. Do you think that's going to be really tough to to get past? Because he was like, he was the life and soul of the show. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, just because of that one thing, it'll you know, it could never be what it what it used to be. It would definitely be a different beast without John there. John was, you know, an incredibly integral part of. <clears throat> of uh you know the original trailer park boys i mean you can't it's impossible to replace Leahy, and we would never even you know we would never consider it or try to do it um so you know if we do do more live action we'll you know it'll it'll definitely have a different feel with 
about Leahy. I mean, he was the greatest, one of the greatest villains, villains in uh, television history, in my opinion. Oh, definitely. 100%. And, and such a nice guy in, in, in person as well. I met him a few times and uh, he was actually our first guest, Trailer Park Boys guest on the podcast. We asked him and he, he said, yeah, I'll do it. So we called oh, him. Oh, nice. He, he gave us his cell phone and we were just blown away. We we're like, I can't, he doesn't know us and he's just giving us his number. Like, he's so down to earth. And we oh, called yeah. him up. Oh, that's, that it sounds was, like fun. It wasn't long before he passed away, actually. And, and we, we spoke to him for like an hour and... Uh, we we said oh we won't keep you any longer and he he was like boys I got all the time in the world and he yeah I just imagine him sitting there in a chair at home just you know <laughs> just sitting there relaxing he just he was so laid back oh and, yeah yeah just just really sweet such a lovely guy yeah he was a beauty so I'm a I'm a huge fan of the show and and of yours personally and the reason I'm a huge fan of yours because when they did the founding fucker Skype calls um you called me um. And my daughter actually wanted to chime in, and she was like six years old at the time. And she got to talk to you guys, and you actually brought Conky out. <laughs> and she got to talk to Conky, and you said that she was the only person outside of the Trailer Park Boy universe that actually got to speak to Conky. Yeah, so. I, I, I don't remember that specifically, but she definitely, I can't remember for any other time I, I've ever had a conversation with anybody as Conky. So I would say she is the only one. <laughs> yeah, she she was she was excited and she still talks about it today and she she'll be 13 in in a couple months and she still says, "Hey dad, remember that time we were on Skype and we got to talk to Conky?" and I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> I remember." She's like, "That was cool." And I'm like, "Yes, it sure was." So oh, I, no, always, I always I always want to let cool. you guys know how much I appreciate you doing that because that's something that she's going to, you know, remember forever. So. Oh, wow, well, yeah, that's cool. I was the the very first Skype call you guys ever did when you did that Swearnet live, and uh, it was the very <laughs> first one you did, and you oh, were like, "This is yeah." You were like, "This is going out to the world, like you know, like you, you know, this is, could be anyone from anywhere." And it was me, and you heard the oh, accent yeah. and thought, "Oh, he's you know, he's from England." And I was like, "Well, I'm actually in Dartmouth. I'm just down the street." And you guys were like, "Oh, oh yeah, for I fuck's sake!" I remember that. Of all I, the places, I didn't realize that was you on the call. Yeah, it was me and me and uh, and. The other guy who does the podcast, actually, Craig, the two of us, Craig was visiting, and I was living here at the time, and, uh, yeah, we jumped on. It was, oh, it was hilarious. Yeah, I remember that. I was all excited. I thought, oh, obviously, we got somebody from the UK on here. <laughs> and, then, and then you're like, no, I'm just down the street. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the one time you guys came to Liverpool to do your, your stage show, uh, we yeah. were there, and we met JP beforehand, and we, we had front row seats and stuff, and... Dina knows somebody that knows JP, so they're like a mutual connection. So we, you know, we made a connection there, and I guess we must have stood out because when you guys were getting people up on stage, you were looking for girls, and he put he got Dina up on stage. Oh, and nice! You, you, know, you were like, "Where are you guys from?" And Dina was like, "Oh, I'm from Dartmouth, Nova Scotia." And you guys were like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> we're in Liverpool, and the one person we pull up is from frigging Dartmouth. It was crazy. Uh, I. I... I, I wanted to go back to Liverpool on our last tour. I even told the promoter to, to book us in there, but we couldn't get back. Oh, Ian, like the, the first time we were there, we, we were supposed to have a day or two off, and then it, the, it got filled up with another show, so I didn't, uh, I didn't get a day off in Liverpool, which was my original intent. I would have loved that. I mean, I was, at, I, I was at the show, but obviously I didn't know you back then. But, like, if I'd have known you back then, I would have took you everywhere. I would have took you around all the... Pro I know you got a tour anyway, didn't you, that guy? Uh, yeah, I got, a, I got a tour with Alan Williams, the Beatles' original manager before Brian Epstein. 
Wow, that doesn't get much better than that. He took me on a really, a really cool private tour, and he was, uh, he was starting to sort of lose his, you know, lose his faculties at that point. He's passed away since, since then, but oh, he was, okay. uh, his mind, his mind wasn't all there. But, uh, um, but he remembered a lot of, you know, really cool shit, and he took me around. His daughter drove. And he just sat in the front with a bottle of whiskey and just, <laughs> you know, he, I remember when, when we were going to do the tour, I mean, I knew who Alan Williams was anyway, just from being a Beatles fan. And then when I, you know, I went and met him and it was cool. And he's like, ah, oh, you know, you take these tours with the, with the companies and they're like, you know, uh, here, I'll show you where the Beatles played this and where they met and where they did this. He goes, I'll show you the real shit. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, was it last year you got to meet Paul McCartney? Yes. And didn't you freeze yes. up? Didn't you say you? you yeah, you... <laughs> it, was, it was fucking. It was awful. I uh, met him in the Bahamas at the Four Seasons Resort in the Bahamas, and uh, yeah, I basically just started hyperventilating and making weird noises <laughs> and couldn't speak and almost pissed myself. <laughs> well, yeah, with, exactly. Like when it's somebody that you you've idolized all your life, somebody like that. Like, I mean, you would. I'd be exactly the same. It's a it's a bizarre phenomenon because I mean I've met tons of massive world famous people, celebrities, and you know when you meet somebody that's like huge you you get a little bit like oh check that out there's so-and-so and you meet them and it's a little bit weird or whatever maybe but meeting mccartney was like losing control of your bodily functions and mind and it was like meeting an alien or something i don't know it's a like really strange phenomenon and it's not just me <laughs> it happens to like i mean i i know other <laughs> like um who was it somebody told me it was somebody like stallone or some like massive star met mccartney and they had sort of the same visceral reaction where they couldn't speak and they were just like uh, babbling and <laughs> i was uh i was just making weird noises and thumping myself on the chest apparently <laughs> so, what did he say to you did he speak much uh i just uh it's i went up <laughs> I went up and said, Sir Paul, and I tried to ask him, and then <laughs> my wife had to sort of take over, and she's just like, can he get a picture? He shook my hand and said hello. He goes, oh, hello, and he shook my hand, and he has, like, you know, you know when you shake an old person's hand and they yeah, have, like, yeah. sort of, you know, papery skin? He, he was kind of felt older than I expected him to, but it was like, wow, I'm shaking a fucking Beatles hand right now. <laughs> Did it you was, get did you get the picture? Crazy. No, he 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 shut me down on the picture. His wife shut down the picture. She said, "Oh, sorry, no pictures." And we were oh. it was Christmas and they were in the Bahamas and I think he probably thought, "Oh, this idiot's going to put it on fucking online and then everybody'll know I'm here or something." I don't know, oh, but it no. was it was fine. Oh, he wasn't like he wasn't like <laughs> a dick about it. They just said, "Oh, no pictures right now." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, no." Or whatever I said, I probably just went, "Oh." Well, I I, uh, I met Pierce Brosnan in Halifax when he was filming in 2011. It was it was right around the time we got married, and he was he was outside. Oh God, what's the name of the place? It's on the waterfront. Anyway, he was sitting outside, 
And my friend who was with me was like, go and ask him for a picture. And I was like, no, I don't want to disturb him. He's having a drink. And I was like, I'm not going to bother. And my friend said, I'll go then. And I said, all right, I'll do it. So I went over and I said, Pierce. And he, he just looked up at me. And I said, I'm a really big fan of yours. Is there any chance I can get a picture? And he just looked at me and he didn't answer me. He just stared at me and he shook his head with like a smug look on his face. Just said no, basically. And I, I was like, oh, where'd you go from there? So I just said, oh, I said, oh, okay, well, it was nice meeting you. And he goes, but I will shake your hand. And he puts his hand out. And I wanted to kind of just say, well, I didn't ask for a fucking handshake, did I? I asked for a photo. <laughs> and I, I shook his hand and it was fine. But like, it wasn't long after that I got up and walked off. And then I felt like a dick then because I was like, now I've blown his cover. Like, I've literally just blown James Bond's cover and he's got up and walked off. <laughs> So um, it, that was he was he was a bit of a prick though. There was like he could have been a bit nicer about it. He could have done a McCartney and and said, oh you know, no pictures at the moment, you know. But oh uh, yeah, no, Paul was not a prick at all. He was nice. Yeah, I'd have had to be a dick because that's the way I am. I'd have been like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were Roger Moore. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but that's have just you, me. Have you ever met Ricky Gervais? Because I know you're a fan of his, and so am I. Yes, I did. Um, me and my wife went. To, we were in London and we went on a train to fuck I can't remember it was about an hour outside of London he was playing warm up shows for the last tour there Oh yeah. so we went to a little town it was about an hour on the train through the English countryside which was a cool little trip I'd never done that before and we ended up in this just this sort of small little town in this small little theatre and we got uh, I called his publicist or somebody did and we went backstage and met him and said hi and hung out before the show it was pretty cool awesome so we, we, he was a nice guy then was he yeah 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 he was very nice okay so that's good to know because i'm a, I'm a huge ricky gervais fan and he, I, he talks about oh, meeting, yeah. meeting people and he's like uh you know i don't mind doing photographs it's not a problem it's you know and I, I, it's nice to know that he's actually a nice guy because that, that ruins it you know when you find out someone's a prick yeah, like I'm, I'm a Steve Coogan fan, and I've heard from a lot of people that he's not very friendly all the time to his fans, and that's a bit. I haven't upset. really met. I haven't really met anybody that was a prick that I can think of. So, Mike, I'm going to ask you the five questions I asked Vox before. These are, we call these the majors top five, and they're just questions sure. that we ask all of our guests. Sure. So, and your answers, I'm going to be very intrigued by. So, um, the first question is: What one song defines you? You can pick one track. Oh. That defines Mike Smith. What would it be? One song, just Ooh, one. That is... You can give us two if you want, but really, it's just one. Yeah, it's a tough one. Wow, that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> tough one to pull. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I would be just sort of, I would be just sort of picking one of the top fifty, but. Um, I mean, this this answer would change, uh, you know, depending on the day of the week or, you know, the time of the year. But right now, if I had to pick one song that I was only going to listen to that song, uh, Rain by the Beatles. Nice. That's a good one. Nice. I remember I asked you what your favorite Beatles album was and you couldn't, you just said it changes all the time. It never stays the same. And I like that answer. Yeah, it's it's always uh, always sort of fluctuating. Okay, so the next question is, what is the perfect meal? Perfect meal? I don't even have to think about this one. I uh, the place I grew up, 
Pictou County, they make pizza there that's unique to anywhere I've had pizza in the world. So I would say Pictou County pizza, hands down. Yeah, Lee says that as well. Your cousin Lee, he tells me that all the time. And I'm like, well, I like Kenny's. And he's like, no, he said Pictou County's, that's where you get yeah, pizza it's from. Yeah, it's a really sort of bizarre pizza. Like when I, when I grew up there, uh, you know, there was about, say, seven or eight or even maybe ten pizza shops and they all had basically the same recipe from this original family but there was slight differences but all sort of in the same realm and the the recipe for the sauce was guarded like fort knox and uh it like just as in picto county pizza is a staple like families have pizza at least three times a week people that are into picto county pizza <laughs> So, next question. Can you tell us something about yourself that no one else knows? A little fact. Hmm. That nobody else knows? That'd be a tough one. Here's a good one. Here's a good one for you. Some people would know this, but not many. Um, Not many people would know (laughs) that I went to the World Jump Rope Championships in 1984 (laughs) when I was 12. Wait, wow. you, just, you just went there, or you were participating? As no, I was. I was. I was. Com- I was participating. I was a competitor. <laughs> in wow! The World Championships in Boulder, Colorado, when I was twelve years old. That's a wow. little known fact. I was a jump rope uh, master. Wow. <laughs> Talk did, about did, random. Did the change in altitude throw you off from your endurance of jumping rope? I think that's why I lost. I think it was the the altitude, the Mile High City, you know, or Boulder, I guess, isn't, but uh, just the the altitude. Well, Colorado's I think got a lot. Yeah, they got a lot I of mountains. I think that's what it was. Had we, you know, had it been at sea level, I think maybe I would have beat the Japanese team. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That'll be. You should try that again. Actually, that'll be that'll be fun to see you do that. Oh yeah, I'd be great at it now. I'd last about <laughs> fucking four seconds. <laughs> okay. Next question. What inspires you? What inspires me? Uh, right now, my my two kids actually would be the. Yeah, my two kids are the. Uh, I get. But I get endless amounts of uh, laughter and and uh, creative spark from those two little crazy buggers. I'm so glad you said that because when we asked Fox, he said you were his biggest inspiration, which I thought was really oh. sweet. Oh, yeah. nice. I thought he would have said I was a dick. Well, he said that as well. <laughs> but... <laughs> no, yeah, I, I would say those two for sure. They're always they're constantly making me laugh and... and uh, you know, a, a a kid's brain works so much differently. They're they're so much uh, so much more creative than than jaded old pricks like me. Well, it's the, it's like they're like a sponge, and then it's the innocence of it as well. It's the, 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 they're so innocent to, to the world that yeah. it, they're, they're yeah. just pure, and it's it, it is amazing. Like obviously, I've got the two kids of my own, and yeah, every day is a joy. Well, maybe not now with the lockdown. It's starting to drive me up the wall a little bit. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's funny. Uh, you know, it's just I I always have got a huge kick out of kids swearing, and my kids are like professional swearers. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I get a huge kick out of that. I remember that he said Vox was like, "Holy shit!" And then you just looked at me and went, "My kids swear." <laughs> just give me the heads up. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it's funny because my kids are the same way because how I was raised, I was always allowed to. So ever since my daughter's like seven years old, she'll drop F-bombs or whatever. And my <laughs> wife will be like, that's not very ladylike. And I said, I don't want to def- necessarily raise a lady. I think she should be able to express herself however. So I, I think it's hilarious anytime my daughter drops F-bombs or especially my son where he's autistic because he won't say much. But then he'll just look at you out of the blue and just – like go on a rant. He sounded like George Carlin today go, telling you the seven words you can't say on TV. And <laughs> my wife was like shocked and I'm just sitting there eating it up going, now this is comedy gold right here and he doesn't even understand what he's saying. It's the greatest thing. So, so <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I, I concur with that. I mean, my kids have been swearing since they could talk, so you know, it's, <laughs> it's been funny. But they always knew, you know, they always knew not to swear in public and around other kids, it was only you know right. Not, not a school, school. Not in, like we yeah, don't I remember, go to getting, my I remember we were going to Toys R Us one night, and as we were getting out of the car in the parking lot, uh, Vela, you know, she couldn't get her seatbelt undone or something. She's like, "Oh, for fuck's sakes!" and <laughs> and and Vox, uh, he shot her down. He's like, "Hey, watch your mouth. There's other, there's other kids in here, and they don't know how to swear." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, that, that's one thing I can vouch for. Like when, when we came over to your place, your kids were so sweet with my kids, who are, are a lot younger than your kids. And they, they just, especially Vela, she just took Alice underneath their wing and they just went off and played. And they were really, really good kids with my kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so last question, favorite place to be? Favorite place to be these days is... Uh, Favorite place to be these days is laying in my fucking bed with the whole family and the two dogs and the cat. Everybody piled in the bed watching a goddamn movie. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. I mean, if if we were allowed to travel right now, it would probably be all of us piled in a bed in like Rome or somewhere or London or somewhere fun right now. Paris, yeah. maybe. But, uh, you know. Right now, it's just uh, just hanging out with the hanging out with the fam. That's a good answer. Awesome. Do you hope to do like a, another cruise one day? Yeah, I would love to do. Uh, I hope we do get to do another another cruise. I, I had a best time on the cruise. It was amazing. Yeah, I've, I've spoke to some of the girls like Amy Martin and, and Danielle Cotton. Like they they obviously went and they loved it and. Seeing the photos and stuff, it looked like such an experience. Oh, it was spectacular. It was four days of just insanity. Like, I had an incredible room on the ship, like this massive, massive room with, like, it was like a three-bedroom that floor-to-ceiling glass that overlooked the main deck of the boat, and it had a grand piano in my room, and a, I had a private butler whose fucking name was Jeeves, I shit you not. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> his name was Jeeves. He had it on his name tag, and I was like, come on. You're not serious. And I made him show me his ID, and his fucking name was Jeeves. <laughs> See, I if just you're know, it's kind of like when you go to a place and you get a waiter that's named Steve, but he's like, it's like, you're obviously not a Steve. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> 
But if you if if you if you have a kid and you name it Jeeves, you've basically just decided what they're doing for the rest of their life. You've already yeah, like, he's, out. <laughs> he's gonna be in the service industry, that's for sure. Because yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna have a president Jeeves. That just doesn't work. You know? I think we I think we we slept. Uh, I think the grand total was like 15 hours. We slept in four days. Wow. Jesus. Yeah, that must get like uh, improv kind of punchy when you get sleep deprived then. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. I mean, we really only had to work for about six hours on the on the whole four days. Um, so the rest of the time it was just, you know, we had our a private floor, like the whole top deck of the ship is for the 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 cast and crew and friends. So we had about a hundred people on a private floor of the ship and it was all sort of our group, like all people we knew. So you could just leave your doors open and it was just like a, a, an ongoing party for four days. And it was, you know, it was amazing. Jeez. I, 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 I couldn't do a boat, but I'd love to go, but I just, I just the motion of it. I went on the, um, the, uh, the whale watching tour thing, <laughs> thing in there uh, in Halifax there. And I, I couldn't do it. I, I just got sick. I know there's a oh, big yeah, difference but on between the, on that. The cru- <laughs> you can't even feel the cruise ship moving. Like you wouldn't get, you wouldn't even know you were moving when you're on the ship. I mean, when you're down in the, it's weird. You notice it more when you're down in the, down low. Yeah. Um, you yeah. would think you would feel it more up high, like on the higher decks. But when we had to play the bubbles, I had to play a show as the shit rockers, bubbles and the shit rockers, and the stage is right down in the bow of the ship, and. I got. I started to get real sick for that show, because it was just happened to be really rough that oh, night. God. And, and when you're down there, like the the only thing that really cures seasickness is when you can get to somewhere that you can see the horizon and you can focus on a point and your brain sort of recalibrates. But when you're down in the bow of the ship and there's no windows, there's no you know nothing to look at outside, and you're thrashing around. My guitar player was puking on stage, like puking behind his amp every five minutes. Oh, that's awful, isn't it? Got having to play a show and literally throwing up. That would be hard. Oh, yeah, it was pretty hideous. But uh, <laughs> other than that, the whole trip was amazing. Awesome. Well, maybe, maybe I will. Maybe you've convinced me, Dan. If you do another one, maybe me and Dean are all there. Uh, oh, yeah, seriously. Like that, when, we're, when you're up on the top deck where we were, you, you literally don't feel the boat moving at all. Awesome. Well, you can always take Dramamine, too, and dope yourself up on Dramamine so you don't even <laughs> feel the, the motion of the ocean there. So Exactly. Okay, Mike, so I think we're going to wrap it up now, but Todd has got – got one more question, Todd. Yeah, I was just wondering because we were talking to Vox earlier, and he was kind of, I guess, unaware, but I was asking him about his name, and I asked him if he got his name basically from, like, you having a musical background in Vox amplifications. Uh, if that's where his name stems from. So I just wonder, like, with the name Vox, you don't hear that very often. So where did that come from? No, I was drunk, and I filled out the paperwork wrong at the hospital. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. No, um, I, was always a, I was always a sound man. Like, I always had uh, – that's how I ended up actually on Trailer Park Boys is I was the sound man. But So I was, I was always uh, – I always had – a studio in my house and I was always recording and you know on a mixer the strips are quite narrow and you always end up just writing Vox for vocals V-O-X 
because uh, you don't have room to write in vocals and it's just easier to write Vox. So I was I was writing the word Vox a lot, you know, from sure. the age of whatever. I think I had a four track from the by the time I was four, uh, 12 or 13 or something. So, you know, I was always just writing that word Vox. So, I mean, that would have been a factor. Uh, definitely Vox amps because I'm a, you know, a Beatles fan. And um, Vela was already, we uh, we wanted to just have another V name. So uh, when we decided we wanted two V names, Vox uh, just sort of popped into my head from that. Probably from those two, for those two reasons. Okay. Now, is, is he into music and following in your footsteps as well? Of uh, yeah, I'm trying to trying to get him to. I mean, he he plays uh, play he's he can play a bit of drums, a bit of piano, a bit of guitar, and he's got a he's got an Akai MPCX now to to make beats and shit on. So he's he's definitely uh, musical. I wish he'd get into it more, but you know, I'm not going to force him to do it or anything. Right. I think as he gets a little older. <laughs> Uh, you know, guitar. You know, he he's a small dude, and his hands are quite small, and it uh, he can't. Sure. Uh, you know, I think he'll get into it. He's he's nine now. I think like thirteen, fourteen is when he's going to sure. start realizing. Fuck, I should be playing the guitar. <laughs> well, I know that was a deciding factor with me because I was always I was always a huge Black Sabbath fan, so I wanted a Gibson SG. <laughs> But the first time I picked up an SG, because I got little girl hands, and try, <laughs> trying to get my fingers around a chord in SG, I'm like, there's no fucking way I can play a Gibson. Oh, yeah. And oh, a guy looked at me, he's like, he's like, well, here, try an Ibanez, see how that neck fits you. And I tried that, and I went right up and down the neck, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm an Ibanez player then. Cause it's like... <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't want to be picking up an SG if you got small hands. No, because it's like <laughs> grabbing a jar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, Mike, listen, thank you very much for coming on. And I, We didn't have anything planned, but I actually quite like the fact we didn't have anything planned because we just shot the shift for 40 minutes. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, no, uh, that, was, that was good. And thanks for doing that uh, with Vox earlier too. That's awesome. No, thanks for letting us borrow him for 20 minutes. It was uh, it was really nice. Uh, we'll, there's a couple of episodes before his, so when it comes out, I'll, I'll tag you in it anyway so you can have a listen back and stuff. But, yeah, no, yeah. it was both you guys and Lisa as well. Like, thanks for setting it up. Like, uh, no, it's been awesome. Thank you very much. All right, boys. Thanks a lot. Take right, it easy, Mike. Appreciate it. Yeah, Take you care. too. See you soon. See you later. See Bye. you. This is Ricky from the Sunnyvale Trailer Park. You're listening to Majors Mess Hall. Yeah, that was the uh, interview we had with Mike Smith, a.k.a. Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. And uh, just to, as you could tell, a very casual, laid-back, easygoing chat. Uh, wasn't a formal interview like we're used to doing, but uh, when it's you know when you get three seconds of notice, that's about the the best we could do. But he was a very um, accommodating and nice, just really nice guy. And so it was very enjoyable for me, who I've been a big fan of his since day one of seeing the first episode of Trailer Park Boys. So getting a chance to chat with him about music and you know, his family and his kids and uh, Trader Park Boys was just very awesome. So I appreciate the time that he took out to do the interview for us. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, it was great. And I mean, I, I don't know if we're going to 
be lucky enough to get a chat with with uh, Rob Wells or, or JP Tremblay. I mean, we'd love to, and obviously we're going to ask, but we don't want to become a pain in the arse. So uh, we we shall see. Right. It will be nice. It will be nice. Uh, and I've asked JP in the past, and he said he will. Um, but we just don't know. Again, they're so busy, and this is the last thing on their mind because they're just busy all the time. So um, just watch this space. I mean, we do have some other Trailer Park Boys cast members that have been on in the past and are coming back on again in the future. So, I mean, if you if you listen to us for the first time and you've enjoyed this episode because it's been, you know, a Trailer Park Boys episode, so to speak, um, stick with us because, you know, there will be more down the pipeline. So... But while what we normally do on our episodes is we normally start them off with talking about what we've been up to. So I'm going to ask Craig now, straight off the bat. Craig works in a hospital as a cleaner. Craig, what have you been up to? Because I know you're going to say work. So let's just get it out the way. <laughs> work. Okay. So excellent. How's that? How's that going for you now? Being in the hospital during this pandemic is. I heard that they were going to be testing all the staff members. Have you been tested yet? No, yeah. Oh, why? Don't know. Just haven't got round to it. You haven't got round to it. Yeah. So, so you've been given a letter to say go to occupational. I haven't been doing anything. Well, how do you know they're waiting for you then? No, you just apparently you just go up there and get it done. Well, who's told you, you don't this? Get, you, don't, you don't. You don't. You don't give you appointments or anything. You do. You do it all by yourself. Why don't you go in? It's, it's quite serious, isn't it? Yeah, but part of me is not asked. Part of you is not asked about getting tested for COVID nineteen. Well, I mean, you're you're a young, healthy, strapping young fellow there, Craig. So you're like the least, you know, affected demographic for the COVID nineteen. Most people your age and in your shape and condition, they get it are asymptomatic. They don't even suffer from any of the symptoms. So. Um, I don't see where it's a big deal if you get tested or not, but that's just my opinion. I'm not a doctor, so please don't follow my medical advice. But I, uh, I, I wouldn't be bothered with it either. Fuck it. I mean, you do know when you go for this test, they don't stick a finger up your ass. You do know it's it's a little bit more simpler than that. I know it's a blood sample they take, yeah. Is it? Oh yeah, because yeah. they're looking for they're looking for antibodies, aren't they? They ask the whole thing. Yeah, they, they do the blood draw now, not the swab up the nose. So yeah, you have the option. Which is nice, Craig. If we, we're going to take a few weeks off the podcast, I'd like to come back and for you to be able to say I went and had the test done. I, I think it, it's serious enough that you should go and get it done, mate. Yeah, see what times they are. I mean, it, is this in the same place you would go? Uh, this, you know, used to steal condoms. Is this the same place? I think so. What? I think so. Well, then you can. <laughs> well, then you can stock up on the condoms while you're there, can't you? Kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go. Do you, do you still get right. your condoms from there, or do you just buy them now? Buy them. Oh, you buy them, do you? How come you got? How come you stole so many? Just having a water fight, or? Um, I don't know they're just there. <laughs> anyway, they, they came in like in little uh, black bags, didn't they? With where you get like a few in them. A sweet bag. Yeah. Yeah, but you had you took more than your first year, didn't you? You you were like. I might have took maybe a couple of bags, but I think for now I didn't take loads. You been like greedy. a goodie bag? You, you go to a kid's birthday party and they give you the candy bag, like a goodie bag. You just go there, stock up on condoms for the next time you have a a hot date. Basically, yeah. 
<laughs> I, you were feeling fucking pretty optimistic, though, weren't you? Taking a couple of bags. <laughs> That's awesome. Where's this at? It's inside the hospital. There's like, a, there's, there's a department like a sexual health clinic. It, oh, I can't okay. see the COVID test being there. But if it is, then, I mean, that's quite funny. But you just go in and, like, you can get tested for all kinds of stuff. And it's, like, discreet. So you don't need to really tell anyone. Okay. You just go and get tested. And then there's, like, condoms there. You can just take what, what you need. And Craig was a little bit more yeah. fucking greedy. Than... The, the, the COVID test, they're not swabbing your throat. So I don't know why they do it in, like, an STD clinic. But go and get tested, <laughs> mate. It, it, it's, it's crucial that you... you... I mean, what's, <laughs> what's the answer? said, your girlfriend, what she said about this? Uh, one thing hasn't been mentioned. It hasn't come up in conversation. I think she, know, I think she knows about it, but uh, she doesn't like, you need to get it done and all that. Fucking hell. <sighs> anyway. So she's uh, not concerned or worried that uh, you're going to get sick and then get her sick at home? Well. Uh, I said she's not concerned that you're going to get sick and then bring it home and make her sick because my wife works in a doctor's office. I'm scared shitless every week that she's going to come home and dose me up because they see COVID patients. Uh, like Not that there's a lot of them in Maine, but they do have their fair share of people that they test. So, you know, the likelihood of planting the seed in me is there. I think she knows that I have, I have been like really careful. Oh, okay. On the last episode, Craig, um, you you uh, had had a row about sausage rolls. Has that been resolved now? <laughs> well, that was the hot big pet. That was all purpose, yeah. But it's, it, we're, we're all we're all right the next day. Oh, that's good. Did uh, did she get the sausage rolls in the end, or? I don't think so. But she took a picture with, with a lot of them on it at the supermarket just to get back at me. <laughs> she did. She, she went to store on her own and took photos of them and sent no, it to she you. Went, she went out with her mum, and uh, oh. she went to the supermarket and took a picture of uh, this big shelf of sausage rolls. So sent that to me. And let me guess, you said nothing back. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you know. Did you give her your own sausage roll just to make up for it, though? No. <laughs> Oh, run out of condoms. What the fuck you got all the condoms for then? <laughs> oh God. Anyway, we're gonna we are gonna move on now. We we're gonna talk a little bit about the the Trailer Park Boys um, cartoon, the second series because we haven't discussed it yet. So we're gonna have a chat about that because that's the latest Trailer Park Boys thing to be released. And to to help us talk about that, we're gonna bring in our friend Josh. Um, Josh has been on before. First time Josh came on was to talk about um, losing his leg to Berger's disease. And so we'll ask him how he's been doing with that because now he's got a prosthetic leg now and, and he's been taking us on his journey via his Facebook page um, that he's created to, uh, to kind of help support him and bring awareness to what he's been through. And, uh, yeah, he's going to talk to us about the cartoon because he's also a Trailer Park Boys fan. Hello. I think we've got him. Hey, Josh. Hey, hey. How's it going? Hey, Josh. How are you? Ah oh, man, just another day in paradise. <laughs> Excellent. That's How are you a, guys? That's a good attitude to have. Yeah, we're okay. Yeah, we've uh, we've just been talking about um, we had Mike Smith on the podcast, so we've done that interview, and um, we were just talking um, about that, and also about the cartoon, the second series um, of Trailer Park Boys, the animated uh, season. And before we get into that, we just want to know how you've been. So, how have you been doing? 
Uh, man, I've been great. I'm I'm not going to complain because if I do, nobody listens anyway. So it's just kind of <laughs> wasting my time. But no, I mean, it, uh, first of all, can you guys hear me pretty good? I'm not all choppy like you, I was last time. You're not choppy now. You're, you're a little bit quiet, but it's it's not a problem. We can we can fix that out in the edit. Okay, how about that? Yeah, that's better. Okay, cool. All right, right on. I just had it kind of like sitting down for a second. Okay, awesome. Um, now, what was the question again? I apologize. The question was, how have you been? So, like, I know that you've recently got a new a new prosthetic leg. So, how's that working out for you? Um, it works great. I've I've got molded for it, which means they've you know kind of took the casting and everything for my leg. Um, I go Monday to actually get it and like try it on and you know, walk in it and all that stuff. And that'll be my definitive leg, which is your quote unquote forever leg, as they call it. Nice. So, yeah, we're, we're pretty jazzed up about that. I thought I was going to be getting it the other day, but it turned out that it was just more or less getting a, a casting made of it. Yeah. Well, you seem to be doing really well. Like, you know, we, you, I was just mentioning before that you've got a Facebook page that you kind of taking us on the journey of, of what it's been like for you. And, uh, you seem to, with all the, um, Training's probably the wrong word, but um, you know, the the preparation work for it, um, you're doing really well. Like I seen it today, you were like doing the whole like trying to keep the balloon up on your foot. Um, yeah. it, was, it may have been yesterday, I can't remember, but I watched the video and um, you, that's something that wouldn't even cross your mind that you would have to learn how to do again. Um, so that must be must have been a big adjustment for you. Yeah, it's just, I mean, the object is anybody can put their foot on a soccer ball and, and you know, it's it's really hard, but a balloon's real soft. So if you go to crush down on it, it just, you know, it'll pop it. So that's the object is have something that's very, very soft and something that, that you, to be as delicate as possible without just like big footing the shit out of it and crushing it. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. How do you do with walking now? Are you, are you able to walk a, like quite a bit long distance with the with the leg on, or does it does it hurt you? Is it something that you get used to, or like what's the situation with that? Um, the past two times I've went to the grocery store, I have not used the cart, like the little motorized cart. So I'm 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 getting to the point now where I can actually stay up on my feet for a long period of time. Um, I do get worn out real quick, like. You run out of breath real easy because using the prosthetic, you tend to, you, you're overworking your body, you know? Yeah. So it, it kind of, it, it makes it more difficult as far as um, as getting around goes in, in the grocery store and stuff like that. But you just kind of got to push yourself and say, look, man, you've only got this much left. So, shit, man, you can do it. You got this, you know, that whole kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so in regards to the, the Burgers disease, which obviously was the original cause of uh, what's happened to you, um, is that like is that completely gone now? Is that like, or is there a chance it could come back in the future? Or no, it stays with you forever. It's it's stuck with you. Okay. Oh, wow. So you've just got to try and keep it maintained, kind of thing. Right. Right. You just, I mean, stay away from nicotine, stay away from smoking, you know, chewing tobacco, anything that has the word tobacco or nicotine attached to it, you stay the hell away from it or else I'll be having two prostheses. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. <laughs> well, no, man, it's, uh, it's, it's real. like I said to you a million times before, it's very inspiring to, to uh, watch you in action. Um, you know, tackling little things like hills and things and, and like I say, with the balloon and just walking in general. And even just seeing the whole process of how the leg is put together, like you film videos when you go to the, you know, the, 
the the surgery or the doctor's office, whatever you call it. Um, and it's it's really interesting stuff. It's stuff that you know, had I not have met you, I would never have seen before. So, it's um, yeah, you are educating people as you go. That's what I try to do a little bit. You know, I want, like I said before, I want people to look at my story and kind of be like, shit, I don't want that to happen to me. You know, because that wasn't really necessarily what I set out for, but that's just kind of the way it happened. And if like I said before, if I can be a cautionary tale to somebody else, and so be it. I don't care. If it stops something from, you know, happening to somebody else, then sure. Like, I will gladly sit and talk to anybody that wants to talk about it. So, Craig? Yeah? Listening to Josh talk, does that make you not want to touch cigarettes? I don't want to touch them. Yeah, does, that, does listening to Josh talk, does that make you not want to pick up a cigarette? Well, no, but I've never been into smoking anyway. You, you, I know that, but I'm just saying. Does it make <laughs> does it does it make you think? Oh, I definitely never want to smoke now. I guess. Uh. <laughs> it's hard to say in here because I've never smoked, so and I never will. I know, but what I'm saying is, after hearing what somebody's been through, losing their bloody leg, does that not make you think? Fucking hell. I just will never ever pick up a cigarette. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> well, that's that's the greatest PSA I've ever heard, right there. <laughs> After right. hearing your story, I suppose. <laughs> I really wish that Craig wouldn't talk so much. Really, I mean, <laughs> Golly, nobody can say anything. They just keep jabbering on. <laughs> oh God. But that's the thing with the with this is it's totally preventable, right? If you never smoked and never did tobacco products, then you would have never had this uh, condition, correct? Right, right. Um, I mean, you can get it from secondhand smoke, but that's it's really, really rare, you know. So I, I don't know. That's that's the same as saying a person blew me a kiss and gave me herpes. You know, it doesn't really. Uh, <laughs> You, you haven't met you haven't met some of Todd's exes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Believe me, I wish to God I wouldn't have. But... <laughs> it's okay though; I'm still kicking. <laughs> Even if it's just to get out of the trunk of a car, it's okay. Oh God! <laughs> right, let's talk about uh, Trailer Park Boys, the animated series, uh, season two. So we've seen it. Uh, what do we think of it? Todd, what do you think of it? I, I think it's uh, pretty good. I, I actually like it better than the first season. I thought the first season was good, but I think the second season actually built on the momentum of the first season. And um, it's funny that they've introduced, you know, this, the same characters. And I like, um, I just like the the way that it's going, like the dynamic. It, it seems a lot more... Uh, evolved in the first season. The first season would just seem like ra- a bunch of random stuff, and they just see what would stick, basically. Yeah. And uh, with this, but it has, yeah. With th- with this season, it seems to have a lot more flow and continuity to it. So, um, I'm a, I enjoyed the second season much more than the first. Yeah, I agree with that. Like the first season, it was it was a little bit, and there's some there's some in this season as well, which is just a little bit over the top for me. Uh, the the first season was the whole tapeworm thing, although it was funny. It, it's it's trailer park boys, so it's not it doesn't fit with that um, because it's so unrealistic. 
So that didn't really uh, didn't draw me in in the first series, and there's not any of that in the second series. So I I liked it for that reason. It was more true to the actual show. Um, right. However, my opinion is that because they've done it for the first season and the new season as well, they do an episode based on when they were kids, and after seeing this, the the episode that they did based on when they were kids in the second series, I don't know why they didn't just do. The, a whole animated series based around that anyway I, I just I love those two are my favourite episodes both from season 1 and season 2 I just think it works I think it's a good idea so um, I hope that because I know they're doing a series 3 I hope that within that series they, they do another episode based on when they were kids just because it's just enjoyable I, I, I genuinely do enjoy it because they actually tie a lot of things in as well things that have been mentioned in the actual series are addressed in the cartoon and I love little, little easter eggs like that are so enjoyable um, Josh, what did you think of the cartoon? Oh, I loved it. I mean, uh, season one and season two, both to me, were funny as hell. Anything with the boys is always going to be funny. Um, I can say poor Corey, though. Poor bastard. He had his arm ripped <laughs> off. He drank oil-based paint. He's, oh my God, I mean. <laughs> but I got to say my favorite part by definitely, I mean, by definite, by far would be the uh, the glitter bomb. Oh yeah, 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 yeah that, that, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's great. You know what I like? But, about, yeah. What I like about the glitter bomb is that uh, it, it's. I don't know if you you watch the everything that's on Swearnet, but like they have a they have a segment on that called Mailbag. Have you seen it? Uh, no, I don't have Swearnet. Okay, so so Mailbag is literally just the three of them sitting down as themselves in front of a camera, and they open shit that people send them. So we've sent them a boxing with Major's Mess all merchandise in it and stuff with t-shirts and stuff like that. And they literally just open the boxes and people send them candy and like hot sauce and all kinds of, and they'll still taste it and you know they'll discuss what's in the box. It's so funny, and it, it's enjoyable. It makes you want to send them stuff in. And there's a, somebody keeps sending them glitter bombs. So they open the box and there's a fucking bomb, like it's a glitter bomb in there. And they, they Mike knows straight away what it is. He's like, "Fuck that! I'm not going to take fucking glitter bomb because they, they go everywhere." And they've opened a few in the past with like little mini cocks in them and stuff like. Glitter bombs with like little, little mini cocks cut out, and it just fucking goes everywhere. So I feel like that's where they got the idea from. So I like that because that's such a funny thing that they do. Glitter is the absolute worst, anyway. It shit, it stays on for like three years. <laughs> yeah. A side note: strippers that put glitter on themselves, stop it, because then it's hard to explain how I got glitter on me when I'm supposed to be at my friend Bob's house. That's bullshit. <laughs> Because then I got to say, you know, his daughter had a project due and I was there, so I helped. Uh, and she wanted to use glitter in her project, so that's where the glitter come from. So <laughs> stop it, strippers. You know, we don't need the damn glitter. I know it looks good under the lights, but it doesn't hide all the stretch marks. Come on. <laughs> yeah, someone almost going like whiskey and feet's a little different, though, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, it, well, yeah, that's that's a little harder to explain. But, <laughs> Oh God, <laughs> Craig! Can I just, I've got. Strip, well, I was just talking like about strip, right. talking about strip clubs. I, I'm sorry, Craig. I've got to bring you into it. Didn't they, one of the, <laughs> Craig went to a strip club club once and like the, didn't the bouncer take your phone off you and smash it? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you were drunk, wasn't it? You had your phone out in the club. I don't remember, you know, I regret doing that now because uh, I was texting, well, I texted you, didn't I? Telling you I was in I was in one. Yeah. 
they must have saw me having my phone out. I know you're not supposed to have your phones out. I don't know why the fuck I did it. But they must have, they must have like, oh, yeah. saw that, took my phone off. And uh, I think they took, they took the battery out and my SIM, and my so memory card out. out. <laughs> Wow, oh. that's pretty hardcore. They throw you out and take your like everything. Maybe they well, thought you were making a video of you giving one of the dancers an Australian kiss. That's like a French kiss, but it's performed down under. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I was like, I was so lucky because uh, I must have black. I must have blanked out because uh, I think someone came up to the bar, a guy obviously, and he offered. He had. He brought. He brought in his own um, bottle of. Whatever it fucking was, <laughs> and he offered me some, so I, I drank it. I probably, oh got, I, probably I, I was probably spiked. Fucking no <laughs> shit. Was it Bill Cosby? Hey, take a little shot of my my uh, uh, diet coke here, you Craig. Pudding pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll give you the pudding pop in twenty minutes. Oh. <laughs> Why does it taste all chalky? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why uh, is your face melting? Oh, it's starting to work. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, yeah, yeah, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. That, that was your first <laughs> mistake. That was your first mistake, though, drinking a drink that somebody's brought in from outside, not even just one they bought at the bar. Jesus. Yeah. Could have been yeah, pissed. You don't take random drinks no. fucking in a strip club, dude. That's. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm so lucky because last minute he offered me the drink and then the next, something must have happened and then I, I woke up in a taxi. Okay, <laughs> did, did you have a sore arse? No. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I was lucky around. that I didn't get robbed because, you know, I was telling me, me wallet on me, me cards, and all that shit. It was, it was, it was weird. Jesus Jeez. Christ. I mean, none of that probably would happen with the strip. The, the bouncer probably wouldn't have kicked you out if you'd hadn't have had your cock out. That probably didn't help the situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you stand up on the pole and you say, free rides, and you're swinging, you know, you're, you're, you're swinging your seven inches of fucking fury there. They they don't uh, they don't take kindly to that. <laughs> oh, don't God. judge me. <laughs> I got a pole you can dance on, ladies. That makes me feel pretty. <laughs> oh shit! Right. Anyway, hey, um, go on. My wife's here, by the way. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Hi, hi, Kim. Kim. How's it going, Kim? Pretty good. <laughs> Sorry about all this fucking boy talk. <laughs> I don't mind. Oh, she just sit down, so she don't really know what happened. Anymore. Oh, okay. okay. Then, well, she probably listened to it afterwards, so I apologize now. <laughs> everything, everything I talked about, I learned off the internet. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Josh, what were you saying about the cartoon before? Before I went off on a tangent about fucking glitter. Oh yeah. Well, something that ever since the first second of hearing Leahy, I was wondering. And I mean, you guys probably don't know, but are they just using like B real, or did he record some of that, like when he was alive? I mean, how does that work? You know, because if you listen to it, it sounds all chopped up. It doesn't sound like a smooth yeah. track. You yeah, know? it sounds like it's been clips. doctored like crazy. It's um, it's I would definitely say that it's uh, pre-recorded stuff. I, I don't know for sure. Had we have planned for the mic interview, and actually knew he was coming on, we would have. That would have been a great question to ask. Um, right. But just by listening to it, I feel like I've heard some of the lines before. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think they're all segments of... from the series. Yeah, like there's one he yeah. says to Bubbles in in the cartoon, the re recent um, series, something like, "Be careful, Bubbles." Um, 
don't get roped into something. And I feel like I've heard that line before. Yeah. Um, it's, it was the, it was the when they were young kids. So Craig, Craig, you'll have heard that line as well. When they were young kids, um, and it's a younger Leahy because he's a cop. He says something to Bubbles about don't get led astray, and it's I feel like it's a line he said before. Um, yeah, but see that they did a podcast for a while. There was a, a Leahy and Randy podcast. Um, mm-hmm. They did a lot of stuff on Swearnet, and this is all stuff that you know, unless you were a Swearnet member, you'd never have heard before. So they have all that to use. But God knows who's got the horrible job of going through all that audio to try and find stuff to fit what they're doing. I mean, that would be so tough to have to go through everything to find sound bites of what you can and can't use. That's a full-time job. Yeah, I'm sure. It'd be really, well, they really might tough. do like the reverse engineering of it. They may like find a, an audio clip and say, "Oh, this this would be great," and like write a, a scene with Leahy around that audio clip. Yeah. And, Tie it into probably that's that probably was... what they do. They probably yeah. find someone and go, "This would be good to use. It's nice and clear, and you know we haven't used it before." Right. Or, yeah, definitely. Because um, but... I would think that would be easier to do than the opposite of trying to write something and then finding the audio to splice together and make it not sound chopped yes. up and edited like it's you know. Craig, what do you think? What do you think of that episode, Craig, when they were young? Um, it was good because like no. But... Shows you a lot of backstory from like when they were kids, you know, what happened to Randy before he fell out with them because yeah. it mentions like cheese whiz and we saw some bear and all that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, is that it? Is that your points done? I thought you were gonna, <laughs> yeah, I thought you were elaborating. Sorry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, but no, they're, they're good. it's a good show. I mean, it took me a while to get into season one because it's just, it was just different. Yeah, so different. So well, uh, um, I know you mentioned earlier about um, they base because Ricky doesn't speak the best anyway. Like that's his character. He's you know he's a little uneducated and he can't really speak like you know as well as the others can. Obviously, in in the cartoon in those episodes where he's younger, um, his speech is even more um, less developed. And um, you you commented on that, didn't you? To me, what do you want to tell the guys what you said? I just found it really hard. To understand what the fuck he was saying, which ironically is what most listeners say when they listen to you, Craig. Fuck the guy, No, but he, Craig makes a good point. I mean, they've like it, it is difficult to try and figure out what he's saying sometimes in those in the in the cartoon, in those episodes. But um, I think overall it's 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 good. Uh, you know, like Todd said, it's it's an improvement on season one. So I feel like season three is going to be even better than season two. And I don't know how many they're making. Mike never said to us, but he did say that they're hoping to make a movie. Um, so I would love them to do another live action movie. That would be great. And of course, there's the unreleased um, full live series um, that's based when they were in jail as well, which is coming out soon. Um, just apparently COVID has slowed them down on getting it finished. So, um, But it's on the way, according to Mike. So we've got that to look forward to as well. Well, yeah, I'm really, uh, really happy with the whole animated series thing. I mean, I think uh, Jonathan Torrance said something about that as far as he's like, you know, I didn't want to be J-Rock at 50 years old, you know, so you got to kind of know when to bail out of this. With the cartoon, they're immortal. They can be as old as they want to be and stay that way, you know. Yes, yeah. Exactly. It's true. I mean, that's why Bart Simpson's still, you know, 13 years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 30 years later, he's still going strong. 
They, right. they, they, I read something that it, it's something like Bart Simpson now is the same age as Homer. Oh, like wow. you know, like Homer's like thirty-five or something, thirty-six. Like Bart's the same age as Homer. Like when Mac Groening first drew him, that's how old Bart is. So Bart's the same age as what Homer's meant to be. That's crazy when you think about that like how long it's been around. Like the Simpsons is just it's. I mean, I, I love it. I mean, it's kind of running out of ideas now like it's not as funny those early seasons the first like fucking 12 seasons are so good yeah they're reaching yeah I would say so <laughs> it's a little bit like us in this podcast though isn't it really <laughs> <laughs> we always reinvent ourselves and keep it fresh so. yeah we do yeah but yeah anyway we are going to wrap it up because we've been uh, we've been talking for a while now <clears throat> um, okay but yeah just to give out the details for anybody new that's listening and anybody you know existing existing listener that would like to follow us on social media that hasn't yet uh you, our website is majorsmessall.com and that's got links to basically everything so um our youtube channel's linked to that as well um instagram just uh, it's at mess hall podcast so you give us a follow on there and we will follow you back twitter is at majors mess hall same again follow us and we'll follow you back Facebook, just search Majors Mess Hall. We've got over 15,000 followers on there now, um, and we post some really funny shit on there, so, you know, you'll enjoy it either <laughs> way. Um, a lot of Trailer Park Boys memes as well, as well as all the funny memes too. Um, and then, of course, we have a Patreon page as well if you want to help support us and become one of our patrons. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Majors Mess Hall and donate whatever you would like uh, monthly, and uh, it all goes back into the podcast. Support us with the website fee, the hosting fee, um, and then the upload fees um, on SoundCloud as well. Uh, and thank you very much to all our current patrons. Uh, like I've said a million times before, we couldn't do this if it wasn't for you. Um, and then other than that is a T-shirt as well. If you'd like to purchase, what, um, purchase a Major's Mess or T-shirt or hoodie or even a mug or a tote bag, uh, go over to teespring.com and, again, search Major's Mess Hall. Or you can go to our website, majorsmessall.com, and click on Merchandise. That'll take you through to Teespring, and it'll take you through to our storefront. Uh, and there's all kinds of shit on there. The newer T-shirts are on the last page. So um, there's a lot of old, we call them vintage T-shirts now, of the original logo. Um, but yeah, I recommend one of the new logos. And if you do if you do buy one, put it on, take a picture of yourself in it, post it, and we will uh, we'll retweet it or repost it or whatever. And um, yeah, thank you in advance. And thank you very much for Josh for coming on and talking thank to you, us. Thank you. And thank you very much for his lovely wife, Kim, who's sitting there, hopefully not too bored, um, thank you very much. Thank you. thank you very much for putting up with us. And, um, oh, it's a pleasure. And obviously, thank you very much to Mike Smith for giving us his time and, and talking to us. Uh, it was absolutely wonderful to have that chat. And Craig, thank you very much for staying awake. Yeah. And we're gonna take we're gonna take a few weeks off. So uh, so stay tuned. And if you are a new listener, check out some of our previous episodes with some of the Trailer Park Boys cast members that have come on. And uh, and other episodes as well, and uh, that should keep you busy until we we return. So it's probably going to be maybe three or four weeks, and we'll be back. Um, so until then, take it easy, guys, and stay safe. See y'all later. Bye. 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 Bye.